This edition of the podcast is brought to you by the Weekly Standard 2016 Caribbean Cruise, December 4th through 11th. Let's face it, after this election season, we're all going to need a drink and a chance to get away. And what better way to rest up, recover, and get ready for the battle ahead than to join your Weekly Standard favorites like Bill Crystal, Fred Barnes, Steve Hayes, Jonathan Last, Matt Labash, and Matt Continenti on a beautiful Caribbean cruise. There'll be plenty of opportunities for one-on-one conversation with your Weekly Standard favorites, plus special guests like Eric Erickson of TheResurgent.com, Mary Catherine Hamm, Molly Hemingway of The Federalist, and Pulitzer Prize-winning cartoonist Michael Ramirez. You'll enjoy daily panels and speeches, private cocktail parties, and nightly dinners with your fellow guests and speakers. To learn more or to reserve your cabin, go to WeeklyStandardCruise.com. This is one year when we all need something to look forward to. So look forward to the Weekly Standard 2016 Caribbean Cruise, December 4th through 11th, weeklystandardcruise.com. She called these patriotic men and women every vile name in the book. She called them racist, sexist, xenophobic, Islamophobic. She called half of our supporters a basket of deplorables. Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us is Chris Deet with the Weekly Standard, who has a fascinating post up about, uh, and this should be boring, uh, mm-hmm. but it's actually shocking, a politician getting the facts right, Donald Trump, mm-hmm. getting the fa- and going out of his way to Correct. get the facts right. Tell us a story and why you think it's significant. There are multiple layers of this, and that's what makes it so fascinating. You have to peel it back. It's like the, mo- it's like the most boring onion of all time. Uh, <laughs> what, what happened here was that Hillary Clinton made her basket of deplorables comment that we right. all know about last week. And she did say that she grouped half of Donald Trump's supporters into that basket of sorts. In the advanced copy of Donald Trump's speech rebuking that comment that he gave to the National Guardsman yesterday – it didn't make specific mention of her using the word half. And you can kind of take away from that that Trump is just sort of making the play broadly that you can infer, for example, that Clinton was just casting uh, a very broad characterization here. In other words, the talk radio move would be, look at Hillary, she called us all a bunch of racists and xenophobes. (laughs) She hates everybody. That's exactly right. Which shockingly would sound like Donald Trump. That's exactly right. But what happens is Trump reels himself back in. It's a a move of self-restraint. He has a drop-in inside of this speech where at one point, Uh, He goes out of his way, as you said, to mention that she called half of our supporters. And there was almost a dramatic pause there, like he's bragging to the crowd that, look at me, I'm getting this one right. And there's there's something interesting about that, that he's not overplaying this one. And he actually is just, you know, kind of telling the truth. The speech itself was 15 minutes long. I don't think he's gone on some sort of national tour in consecutive days driving the point home. And maybe this one is finally going to spin itself. So in other words, even though it's a small thing to go away from script to add more clarification, more accuracy, Mm -hmm. you think that it's of a piece of this more disciplined Donald Trump we've seen for several weeks now mm-hmm. and that in the fact that he still hasn't blown up right still the the Hulk is not there has not been a Hulk <laughs> smash moment somehow Bruce Banner <laughs> Trump has managed to 
Golly, you got it. that's exactly right. Don't make me Trumpy. You that, won't like me when I'm Trumpy. Yeah, that's exactly right. I, I would not compare Mark Ruffalo and Donald Trump either <laughs> right now. Mark Ruffalo's politics are slightly different if you know anything about that guy. Uh, but that's exactly right. It now, is. now, here's what I took away from it. Uh-huh. it. It was a reminder to me, a recovering radio talk show host, sure. <laughs> of the power of accurate mm-hmm. facts that when you start exaggerating – you often can take away the power mm-hmm. of a specific detail when you can say this is exactly what Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. said. And what she said was if you don't like this idea of calling 30 million mm-hmm. Americans racist, xenophobes, haters, uh-huh. whatever, the power is in the fact, not yeah. in you know the puffery around it. That's right. That's bec- that, that becomes the story, right? Mm-hmm. That's the problem is that the second that you go beyond your bounds to exaggerate something or right. use hyperbole, which is what we're accustomed to – just think about the way that Twitter works. If anybody's a Twitter user who's out there, you see the way your Twitter feed and your Twitter timeline works is right. that everything is linear and it just goes from up to down. Mm-hmm. If you manage to keep the narrative on the actual truth of the matter, you're going to keep the truth in your Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. That's the news. And if you change the subject, if you give the media something to work with that says, oh, wait a minute, we fact check everything mm-hmm. nowadays. Well, Donald Trump needs to be fact checked on this one because he might have exaggerated it. That becomes the story. And now all of a sudden the story is what he wants it to be uh our colleagues at the washington examiner have a piece up by byron york you know byron mm-hmm. smart guy he says that the basket of deplorables attack is brilliant by hillary clinton because even as people refute it they're bringing up the idea trump equals racist xenophobe islamophobe etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. do you buy that version of this or do you more grab the People are sick of, you know, divisive politics. Here's Hillary getting into Trump's side of the sandbox. And so it's kind of a pox on both your houses. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot easier to make a kind of edgy, risky vote for Mm -hmm. a challenger like Trump if you think they're both equally bad. Mm -hmm. I can buy both. Um, That's what I like about you. You always take a position and you stick with it. Chris Deaton. It's the political (laughs) position, right? You know, always trying to play both sides of the issue. But I'll I'll look at it from this particular perspective, the point of of, of Byron's piece here. There's an example the other day of Wolf Blitzer on CNN uh, asking Mike Pence, Donald Trump's Mm -hmm. VP nominee, you know, who – had disavowed uh, David Duke um, once again after Blitzer brought him up. Blitzer said, well, okay, well, you can you can denounce him as his supporters. Would you use the word deplorable to describe him? Mike Pence goes, well, no, I wouldn't. I'm not a name You know I'm, I'm not in the name-calling business. That goes to the point that you're making, that Byron's making, that Clinton is planting the seed here that, you know, Trump and his camp won't use the accepted language, you know, mm-hmm. the way that they want to hear things denounced. So that's just planting seeds in right. people's heads, and that's kind of the long game that she plays. So a lot of this comes down to, as we've seen frequently, if you were already a Trump supporter, you are going to, you know, interpret it that way. If you're a Clinton supporter, you're going to see the Wolf Blitzer, Mm -hmm. Mike Pence thing and say, oh, it's more of the same. What about people in the middle? And we have 60 days left to figure that out. And to me, the smart play for Team Clinton is to keep making Donald Trump radioactive so Mm -hmm. that voters won't even really think about the choice. They won't right. ponder what do you get with Hillary, what do you get with Trump, because you won't even start because it's, I just, Trump's, right. he's a racist, I can't vote for racist. If I'm Trump, on the other hand, I take this and I go to those swing blue collar voters and to, uh, and, and not just white 
guys, but mm. to blue collar women and to blue collar Hispanics and, and black Americans to say, look, see these common sense things mm-hmm. you want, like restrictions on illegal immigration. So you don't have to compete with these people for jobs. See these common sense things that you want in our culture. She says that being a typical American makes you mm-hmm. a xenophobic hater. And that's mm-hmm. that's the, the, the two cards they can play. Who's better at reaching movable voters with that's these right. arguments? That's the question. That's guns and religion. Redux <laughs> from 2008. I mean, this is part two right here. Uh, I will say this, that after the Huffington Post ran a piece uh, in the last 24 hours saying, if you're not going to vote Democrat, bleep you. And after the number of of, uh, alleged journalists, I don't want to call them anymore, people who get paid to write in periodicals, who have defended Hillary by saying she's right. In fact, completely right. They are. You know, a a half of America is a bunch of racist haters, Mm -hmm. et cetera. my attitude about progressives right now is they're desperately trying to show us what they really think of us, and yeah. we should just sit quietly and listen and remember. Yeah, there's there's a lot of that to be taken away from because that's that's kind of the the that's the elitist message that mm-hmm. a lot of people take away from progressivism sometimes is that it is confined to these San Franciscan and New York mm-hmm. and Washington D.C. enclaves, and it doesn't really represent the interests or the attitudes of Middle America, the flyover states that Donald Trump needs to win. There's a couple of things here, and number one, this just comes down to having to call a spade a spade. Look, you look at polling. There are people in Donald Trump's support group who still think that Barack Obama is a Muslim and was not born in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. It's mm-hmm. just dumb. But it's true. Right. So, but, you know, when you, it's, it's like, it's kind of like not to defend Clinton here and not to defend the spin, but when she says, you know, I don't want to overly generalize, well, that's your own, that's your own <laughs> fine line exactly. that you have to draw there. And it's just not a good idea to go there. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to go there. Right. Uh, and that's where she's trying to make this a guilt by association type mm-hmm. of thing. And her big mistake was trying to put a number on it. It is smart of Trump to try to use this as that sort of comment specifically to your point to not just go after blue collar whites, mm-hmm. but to go after people regardless of ethnicity, regardless of where they live and say, look, this is the attitude that these elites have toward you. I, Donald Trump, of all people, represent something anti-elite, and I am with you, Donald as Trump, he says. Donald Trump, man of the people, out That's tilling right. the soil, building the latest <laughs> Trump extravaganza in Washington, D.C. Donald D. Trump, C. agrarian. Absolutely. Donald, absolutely. Uh, Chris Deaton, thanks so much for joining us for the podcast. We appreciate your time. Absolutely. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. Also, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and check out the terrific new products we've got with our partners at podcast1.com, including the Crystal Clear podcast every Friday. I'm your host, Michael Graham.